If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know you clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it and you really want to show it. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, say it, amen. amen. If you're happy and you know it, say amen. amen. If you're happy and you know it and you really want to show it. If you're happy and you know it, say amen. amen. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you for participating in the song that I have to learn to sing for my baby Jasper. Um, good evening, everybody. Um, it's been it's been you know too, so long since I last um, preached. You know, I, I believe it was early this year, and I'm so excited to be back here again. And um, I just want to thank you, Pastor Dexter, who's not here today. He's coming back next week, I believe, and I'm so excited to you know catch up with him. I know he had a blast in um, in uh, Brisbane or in Brisbane. But I just want to thank him for this opportunity that he's given me again. Hopefully, that's going to be a next time. As many of you know that you know, I've been away for two months um, from OCs because I just had a baby Jasper right here. And you see, he, he looked just handsome, as handsome as me, isn't it? <laughs> Joking. A lot of people say he looks like his mom. But um, some say he looks like me. But, you know, that's for you to judge. But, yeah. Um, you know, as a new daddy, being, being a new daddy, it's, um, it's, it's not always easy. And the first month, the first night, it's, it's always been pretty tough, pretty hard. You know, things that, things that you, you, you think you know, it's kind of thrown off the box. And, um, and you just kind of have this little life, beautiful baby, where I wish he comes with a manual, but there was no manual that come with it. But... You learn, you learn to get along with the baby. You learn to, to understand his language. But I just want to share to you just a, um, just a small um, story what happened on the first night at Fiona Stanley. So we had our baby at um, Fiona Stanley. And um, I still remember this, you know, the moment the baby came out and we went to the ward and, and um, they put the baby in this bassinet and oh, little cute thing, you know. And I looked at him and I, I took him out. I decided to like, for the first time, you know, carry him out. And as I was carrying him, you know, he slowly opened his eyes and he gave me a tiny smile. I was like, oh, my heart was just sunk down. I'm like, oh, I love him so much. And within the same moment, he started to do this move. <laughs> and my hand was like this. And I was like, whoa, what's going on? What's going on? Oh my gosh. I was like, dude, what's going on? What's going on? I ran in. There was this emergency button, the, but the only button that you shouldn't be pressing. I pressed it. And then this midwife ran in and like, what's going on? What's going on? Guys, like, can I help you? Is everything all right? I was like, I don't know. Like, baby, look at him. Like, no, no, everything is all right. Look at him. I don't know what's going on with him. And then she took a look at him and was like, oh, he's just having a hiccup. <laughs> and at that moment, I was just like, I, and, I said to her, I kid you not, Jillian is my um, witness. I said, I said to her, I don't know why I said this, is that normal? <laughs> and the midwife was kind of like, what kind of dad are you? And I was like, oh, and she was like, yeah. And, you know, that, there you go. That was one of my first embarrassing daddy moment of my life. And... You see, tonight, what we're going to do, let's, let's, let's move on from that. What we want to do is we're going to do something a little bit different, all right? So usually we come in, we do the Bible script um, reading, but we're going to do something different today. We're going to start off with a game. Yeah. And I prepared here two gifts, two prize. So 
If you guessed it right, it's called guess the sound. What sound this is? Okay. Oops. Guess the sound. Guess the sound. Yes. Woo. Now this is the first sound. All right, you can stop there. I, I believe it was Grace who put a hand up first. Trumpet? Nope, it's not a trumpet. <laughs> yes, Sahan got it right. It was a sport car. Good on ya. Now there's another one. There's another one. This one. For, don't open it yet. That's one for you. Anyone? Anyone? Little boy there? No, not elephant. Yes, dinosaur. That's correct. It's one for you. Don't open it yet. Now, to be really specific, the first sound is the sound of a Lamborghini sport car. Yes. And the second sound, obviously, is a sound of uh, T-Rex. A lot of you have seen the movie um, Jurassic Park, and you know when they come out, make a roar, right? Now, you see, a lot of you said, you know, um, something actually quite close to. Um, actually, I'm not going to go there yet. But majority, majority of us can agree that that is a Lamborghini sound, and the second sound is the sound of a T-Rex, correct? But did you know? The first sound is actually made by li this little kid with a mic. I kid you not. There's a link on the top right. Um, we don't have to go there, but if you're interested, I can link you. And the second sound is actually made up of four different types of animals. So we have tiger, alligator, whale, and elephant. So as you can see, the first sound is actually based on Lamborghini. And it's not the actual sound, but the second one is also not a T-Rex sound. Wait a second. I don't know. I don't know if anyone caught that, but the first sound is based on the Lamborghini. We all have seen that on the road, right? A lot of people have seen a Lamborghini car. We can recognize that. Mine just parked outside. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but the second sound is based. On a T-Rex sound, but if you think about it carefully, how many of us here actually seen a T-Rex before? One parked outside. <laughs> One parked outside. Oh, is that yours? <laughs> how many people have actually seen a T-Rex? Hmm. You see, I presented to you two sounds. Both are made-up sounds. One of them is based on the truth that we can prove, that we can see, but the other one is based on what they believe or what they assume that is true to them. That that is how it sounds, but it may be not. The dinosaur might sound, the T-Rex might sound like ee ee. Who knows? Similar to what many preachers do nowadays, guys. We write a sermon. We prepare a sermon. 
We go to the Word. We go to the source of the truth, which we believe that is in the Bible. We go there and we write it up, and you know we come up with um, a teaching and you know a, a, a message to present it to you guys. And we we'll believe that that's true. And I know that many of the preachers in 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 OCs are doing a fantastic job. But can you just imagine this? What if someone is presenting to you something that he or she believe that that is true, but is actually not? How many people would have been deceived by it? You still with me? Jesus also warned us in Matthew chapter 24, verse 5, and he said, "This for many shall come in my name, saying." I am Christ, and shall deceive many. When you read that, when I first read this, I was like, "Oh yeah, there's going to be a lot of people." Which there are people out there in the European country where they live up in the mountain, and this one guy said, "I'm Jesus. I'm the reincarnation of Jesus. You should believe in me." That's what I thought at first. That's what I was like, "Oh yeah, maybe that's what it means." But then when I read it carefully, when I read it more, I believe that Jesus is saying this for many. Shall come in His name, in my name, saying that Jesus is Christ, and shall deceive many. Does that make sense to you guys? You gotta look a bit puzzled. Isn't that a scary thought? Imagine if there are people out there that proclaiming, "Come in the name of Jesus Christ," saying that Jesus is Christ, believe in everything, but when they teach, their teaching is not of the truth. Still, deceive many people. And I believe that this is the message for us tonight, and I title it, "Hmm, is it true?" Let's pray. Father, I believe in every word that you have spoken. I believe that the word that you spoke is true. I believe that the bo- the word that you have spoken in the Bible points to you, my Lord Jesus Christ, and I believe that you are the way, the truth, and the life. Father, tonight I pray that you would wake us up to not be complacent about seeking the truth. I pray that you would stir up the fire, the passion in our hearts to go and open up your words and read it daily and write your words in our heart. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So one night at work, I was working, and I was having a tea break, and you know I was sitting down by myself, eating like a loner. You know, it was like six o'clock, and everyone's like gone home. And this one of my friend walks up, and this friend, he, he's, he's, we call him Little Pete because he's little. And um, we loved him to the bit. And he come up to me. He's very shady, man. You know, once he start talking, like you know, you could you could just listen to him for like the whole day. And then we start talking. We start talking. And then he said, he said, um, oh, frame, like you know, um, what do you think about life? And then and then for some reason we end up. He's not he's not a Christian, so he's he he asked me, what do you think about life? And I was like, oh, here we go, here we go, here we go, ah, my time. And then and then and then he was like, oh, what do you think about life? 
where do you think we're going to go when we die? And I was like, mosquito, mosquito, are you going to say a mosquito? For those who listened to my last previous preaching, you know what I'm talking about. But yeah, so, so then he, he, was, he was like, oh, um, asking about life and we have these questions. It's very interesting. We're just talking about it. And I come to ask him, what do you think about life? And then he was just like, you know, sir, I believe that, you know, when we died, man, there's going to be a place that punish all these like bad people. I'm like, hmm, that sounds very familiar, you know, what I used to believe. And then he was like, oh yeah, and then after that, you know, I believe that once you cleanse all these, you come back and you leave again, you know, but he didn't say mosquito. He said, like, oh, come back to be a human again. I was like, oh, that's fair. And I asked him this question. I look at him straight in the eyes and I said, where did you get that idea from? How do you know if it's true? Then he paused and he was like, whoa, he was like, oh, that's a good question. And he said, I don't know, hey, I just hope that that's what happened. You see, the problem that many people are facing today, and that is we base the truth on what we feel. We base the truth on what we think is going to happen, but not on the truth itself. We have become a generation that, you know, where we feel, what we feel, what we think is right, is taking over the truth. For example, for those who read the news, there is these ideas going on. I don't know if it's been applied. There is this saying, that saying out there, a newborn baby must have the right to pick what sex they want. So we will wait until they are older, to make a decision for themselves. So instead of calling a baby he or her, we're going to wait and we're going to call him it or they. Yeah, it's out there. And that's in the secular world. What about in the Christianity um, world? There are talks about if you don't speak in tongue, therefore you are not a saved born again Christian. Is that true? You know, if those two points is one of you believes in one of those two points, then, you know, I respect that. And I believe that everyone has the right to believe, have the freedom to believe. But my concern is this. If those two points that I just give you the example is not true, and you know it, that is not true. And when the truth offends, we lie and lie until we can no longer remember it, even there. But it is still there. And if we hear enough lies, this is the result of it. If we hear enough lies, then we no longer recognize the truth anymore. Can you see? Can you see that this is happening around us? Can you see there's so many people that, you know, it's almost like I'm saying one day that, oh, I don't feel like I'm a guy anymore. I want to be a girl. I want you to call me a lady. Does that mean the truth is not there? It's still there. But we create all this reason to prove that, that I'm a lady. I can convince myself in that. But it doesn't mean that the truth is not there. So it is important to know the truth. So I, I, I came to um, a couple of years ago. So, you know, I've been a Christian for like 20 odd, no, not 20 odd years, 10 years. And... Um, you know, I, I've been going to church, I've been going to service, I've been listening to a lot of teaching. And, you know, you learn, we all learn from that, we all learn from it. 
But it come to one point in time when this phrase keep popping up to me, and it said, "We believe in the world which been that has been presented to us." You see, we believe just you know as we see what people say, what the influence people are saying, and we kind of incorporate that into the truth into your life, whether you know it's actually true or it has been twisted. You know, we kind of take it in. And we build it up from that. And I realized that what if I look back and I said, what if some of the stuff that I believe in is not actually true, and I'm just deceiving myself? Man, that sucks. And I began to chase after the truth, and I found him, and that is our Lord Jesus Christ in this book, the Bible. Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." And from there on, I'm doing whatever it takes to build my life on it. Proverbs chapter three, verse five to six says, "I'm sure a lot of you know this: Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not unto your own understanding. In all thy way acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your path." You know what it didn't say is it didn't say trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean on to your un, your own understanding in all your way acknowledge Him and He shall direct your path. Do you see the difference? Someone could base you can be a Christian and you can base everything that you believe in out of this book. You can you can proclaim you can call yourself a Christian coming to church every single day every every single Sunday every single Sunday. Believing that you're a Christian, but you're not actually believing in the truth because you haven't really seek it, and that's the danger. So to put that in perspective, is this: there are two types of believers that I see. The first one is feeling, faith, and truth. Right. So these type of people. Let me explain. These type of people will will do this. I'm going to give you an example. Oh, I feel, I feel like I'm not safe anymore because I have sinned. Man, I just, I just lied. Oh, I just watched um, pornography. Oh, I'm, I'm not safe anymore. I, I need, I need to come and 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 you know, um, work harder for me to be saved. Or, and then you put your faith in that, and then you believe that that is the truth. You see where I'm going? Yeah, or you can be those type of people that you know. The first category say that, "Oh, I believe that I'm feeling this way. I'm I'm feeling this anxiety in me, this depression in me, and you put faith in that, and that becomes true to you. You see, what is the opposite of that?" Is someone who put the truth first, then they put their faith on that truth, and out of that truth come feeling. Okay, I found this on the web for the opposite of that is someone. Okay, <laughs> hello Siri, perfect timing. You see where a lot of people base on their feeling. Or another one is, you know, you come to Sunday service and like, oh, I don't feel God today. 
meaning God is not there, meaning service sucks, meaning, you know, like, it's, it's not the right church for me. How many people are going through that? And I've, I've heard many young generation that come up to me and said, oh, I don't get fed enough. I don't this and that. The problem is, is you base everything on your feeling rather than chasing the truth yourself. You, you want to know what it's like for somebody to base on the truth, put their faith in it and the feeling that comes with it? It's someone who truly believes in the gospel. And it's written in here, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. It talks about the gospel that Jesus died for our sin according to the scripture. He was, he was buried and he rose again on the third day. And if Ephesians 1, 13, that said, if you believe in it, the Holy Spirit is sealed in you. So how many people out there that go out and say, oh, um, the Holy Spirit kind of come in and go, I guess. But when you read that word, that word, that truth, give me this assurance. No matter what you say, if I base on the truth, I believe that you cannot be shaken by all the lies out there. And not just that, a lot of people kind of, you know, stop there. But the Bible also gives us another piece of puzzle. And that is something that we've done in the study in the Lighthouse group, Angels and Demons. But Colossians chapter 2, verse 11, 13 said, In whom also you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, in putting off the body of sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who had raised him from the death, and you being death in your sins, and, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. What it means is this. When you look at this, we are made up with body, spirit, and soul, for those who don't know that. And what Jesus has done on that cross, the work of Jesus Christ has separated us. There's a circumcision mean to cut off. Our, the Holy Spirit comes in and melted with um, you know, our soul. And therefore, you and your, um, your body is um, separated, has been cut off. So what it means is that when... Christ come again, our body still go to the ground and we will receive an incorruptible body. And this is the hope that I hold on to, knowing that as a Christian, yes, we can still go on and sinning. But does that mean we lose our salvation? I don't believe so. If you truly believe what Jesus has done on that cross, Nothing can take you away from the love of God, of course, from what God has done. The feeling should be the result of knowing the truth, not using it as the truth itself. Um, what we're going to do now is, um, uh, Sahan, if you can open the price. Actually, before you open, what, what do you think is in there? 
Lamborghini, you, you wish, you hope. What do you think? No? Okay, open, have a look. Yeah. You can you can eat it if you like. Oh, you can open it too, muscle. Yeah. Awesome, some treaty for you, you can chair around. <laughs> you see, I know what's in there, and I wrap it up for you nicely, and I give it to you. This is something that we can learn from it. You will never know, you can believe all your life what's in there. You can believe it all your life what's in there but you will never know it until you open it. And just like what I share to you, um, can I have a band coming up? Just like what I share to you, if you base everything on your feeling or what you think is right, then it won't be as solid as if you put your faith in the truth. You know, um, I believe that in Christianity, what you will discover is there are so many teachings within the Christianity. And it is so important that you know what is true and what is not. And by saying this, this is just the introduction to for your journey and I want to encourage you to really open up this book and really know the truth for yourself. If you don't believe it and you know you believe in you know like different different truth for yourself then I respect that. But what if everything that says in here is correct? If everything that it says in here is right and is about you know there's a lot of stuff that says about to happen and you don't know it, it could be too late for you one day. And to me, I'm still learning, but I know that I found the truth, the purpose of my life in this book, the basic instruction before leaving earth, the Bible. And the more I read, the more I learn, you know, you just can't shake it away. And just to do a quick, you know, exam, examine ourselves, how many Bible verses can we remember now on top of your head? How many, how many Bible verses can we remember? Because if we read it every day, we truly believe that it's true. You remember it. There are people in China, you know, who, who goes to underground church 
and they remember the entire Bible because they know that it's it is so important to them, and it's the truth that they want to build their lives on. And in this society, we are moving. I can see that people are moving, whether you're Christian or not. We're moving into that realm where it's all about how you feel. It's all about what you think, but not based on what it say. So I want to encourage you guys tonight. When you go home, just you and you and this, and just open and read it. See for yourself, because when you open it, just like the price that you have received, and you test the goodness of it, you know how good it is, and you will share about it. What we're gonna do? We're just gonna sing the first song again, and um, we're gonna lift up this place. We're gonna praise God together. We're gonna thank God together. And I just want to leave with this one question. Today, I'm talking about. You know, we shouldn't base our truth on our our feeling, but rather base the truth, base our truth in the Bible. But what if Satan knows that this is the truth and he has a hand on it, and he twists what says in here? Until next time, guys. To be continued. All right, come on! Why don't we all stand and we we'll sing together?